listening to Open Mic Friday on Law and Gospel on this June the 28th in the year of our Lord, 2019. In fact, as they get to think about it, this is the last day of June we're going to be on the air because Monday begins July. This is an opportunity for you to phone me if you have any question of any nature. Here in St. Louis, you just simply dial 8210850. And anywhere else, long distance 1-800-730-2727. I also have received emails, so I'm going to start with one of them and then get to the calls as they start coming in. This one is an email. He begins by saying he attends a LCMS church, and I've had a difference with the pastor there who looks at the scripture about the Lord's Supper as being rather ambiguous and hyperbole. I compared it to Luther's small catechism, and it seems to mean when he says, and says what it means, that you can eat and drink damnation or judgment to yourself. Why would a Lutheran pastor call that passage of Scripture hyperbole and not go with a Lutheran catechism? All right, I'm going to be answering that question, but maybe not to the agreement of the email writer. I've never spoken to this particular pastor about what he is saying, but it's actually something I had gone through, and so I'm somewhat familiar with this passage. If you take a look at the King James Version, and if you're using one of Luther's catechisms that uses the King James Version, the King James Version says that those who do not receive the Lord's Supper worthily receive damnation. And that's the word they use. But if you take a look at other translations, that's not the word that is used. Uh, For example, in the ESV, for anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. Now, which is correct? Uh, The King James or the ESV? The fact of the matter is, is there are different words for damnation, judgment, etc. And the word used in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty nine does not mean condemnation, going to hell eternally because you take the Lord's Supper inappropriately. In other words, we would want to make the point that look at the context Because right after it, Paul describes what is the judgment. Verse 30, that is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. In fact, why does God do this? Verse 32 is really important. When we are judged by the Lord... We are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. And so sometimes God provides us 
with negative effects when we sin in order to wake us up to what we are doing and what is happening. And so that's why that's really good to take a look at. In in other words, this is a text that talks about when somebody comes to the Lord's Supper and the word unworthily is not a good translation because it gives the impression who's worthy to take the Lord's Supper. Nobody is. The actual better way of looking at that is to say that those who eat the body and drink the blood of Christ in an unworthy manner. Remember what some were doing? They were drunk when they come forward. Others didn't discern that it was truly the body of Jesus Christ or the blood. That's why we pastors only commune those who are understanding their sin and their need for forgiveness and are understanding the Lord's Supper properly. I'll be doing an adult instruction class on this Saturday, and we're going to be talking about uh, the Lord's Supper and the differences between Lutherans, Methodists, Roman Catholics, Baptists. They all have a, a different view. And the point I'm going to try and make is that the Lutheran view is the correct one because it takes Scripture as it is. So I'm not going to say that somebody who inappropriately takes the Lord's Supper is going to hell. No, but there could be a judgment upon them. And that's what that Greek word is really all about. So if you're all interested in calling, don't hesitate to do so. Uh, the number is in St. Louis, 8210850 or one 800 I think we're going to go to the phone lines right now, and we're going to be talking, I believe, to Michael. Hi, Michael. Are you on the air? Yeah, I am. Hold on. Let me turn my radio off. Let's see. Okay. Okay. How can I help you, Mike? Well, you were talking Wednesday about uh, Chapter 11 in the Gospel of John, right? Uh, This was Lazarus being raised from the dead. Okay. Well, remember you mentioned that part about Caiaphas, the high priest, where he said it's better for one man to die than a whole nation to perish, and he didn't know that he was actually making a prophecy when he said it? That's right. That's what the Bible says. Okay. Well, I think I know I think I know where that's, that can be found in the Old Testament other than Isaiah, though. Oh, yes. Well, where do you find it also? I find it in uh, Daniel chapter 9, verse 26, and it's, and it's actually a prophetic riddle. That's the way I take it anyway. And it says that after the 62 weeks, the, Mas- the Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. That's how they put it in the King James anyway. So I'm saying that's the riddle. I mean, when you read it, it's, it's not really clear what he's talking about, but, but in all the... Uh, Whatever you call it, they they always say that the cutoff means that he's going to be killed. So he so there you have it. That's the riddle, and that's the answer to the riddle that uh, the high priest Caiaphas made that statement. And of course, it, they actually executed Jesus. That's really good, Mike. In, in fact, Martin Luther says 
in light of Daniel 9.26, yes. after 62 weeks, Christ shall be put to death. Here he shows what is to happen when these 69 weeks are up and Christ has begun his ministry, namely that Christ shall be crucified. That's a good passage. I had not thought of that before. Oh, okay. Well, I thought I'd bring it up to you. Well, you did a good job, Mike. Thank you so much for calling. All right, thank you. God bless. Yes, I know issues, etc. keeps arguing that they have the best callers. But, boy, we've got some wise people. And any pastor, if he says he knows the Bible perfectly, that's wrong. It's really impossible to know the Bible perfectly, except Jesus, he did. But I'll tell you, we're always learning. And so I appreciate anybody calling with some insights or some questions. So we dealt with the question about the Lord's Supper, that somebody taking it inappropriately is not taking it to his damnation. Or, or that would mean that all the Presbyterians would be going to hell because they do not believe that it is the true body and blood of Jesus Christ. And others who don't believe that also. No, there's not going to be a hell to pay there because they still are believers in Jesus Christ. They're just really confused on various teachings. For example, if you said, boy, unless you believe everything the Bible says, you're going to be condemned that's not appropriate because Baptists don't believe in infant baptism, which is clearly taught in the Bible. And we're not going to say that they're going all to hell. No, they're mistaken on a particular item, and we pray that we can continue to speak with them. I think we've got somebody on. Is this Steve? No, I'm sorry. Um... I made a mistake. All right. I was talking, was it yesterday, with Wes Reimnitz? Or, yeah, I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, about the fact that, uh, yeah, it was about social media, that you really got to be careful with social media. And the reason you need to be careful is because, guess what? There's a lot of predators out there. And so I've got some information for you. I think right now we do have Steve on. Hello, Steve. Yeah, sorry. I hung up earlier. My fault. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, I was just going to ask you to repeat the point uh, that Mike said because it went a little too fast. I didn't quite catch it. He was saying that in the New Testament, it talks about the prediction that Jesus Christ would be crucified and die. And he found another passage in Daniel that says the same thing as it says in Isaiah. Uh, and there's other passages. I mean, Psalm 22, he's going to be pierced in hands and feet. And then, of course, the Isaiah, he's going to be whipped for us. The Lord is going to lay on him the iniquity of us all. So there are numerous passages in the Old Testament. But I said uh, to Mike, I had not heard Daniel 9 be used before, and I appreciated that. And what was the Daniel 9? What did it say again? Okay. 
It's verse 26, and what it says, and after 62 weeks, an anointed one shall be cut off and shall have nothing. And that is referring, well, the only anointed one, of course, in Daniel, if you want to look at Daniel chapter 7, you've got the Ancient of Days, who is God the Father, and he sends the anointed one, the Son of Man, to earth to save uh, people. And so in the context, you've got a real good understanding of Jesus being crucified. Great. Okay. okay. Now I get it better. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Yeah, if um, ever I'm not clear enough about something, don't, he- don't hesitate to call me. Uh, and numbers are in St. Louis, uh, 8210850, toll free 1-800-730-2727. Now, just uh, before Steve came on board, we were talking about, I had said that social media is really quite dangerous if you're allowing your children to be on it without supervision. And what I got is a report from one of our listeners that found this, and he sent it to me, and it's really kind of interesting that in one small St. Louis County town, they have missing dozens of teenagers. In fact, in the small community of Berkeley, Missouri, 33 kids have disappeared since 2000. An astounding 219 boys and girls have disappeared from the St. Louis metro area. And they got the names from the Missouri Highway Patrol. And what they have here, and I was really kind of astonished by this, Beginning on page four, they have missing St. Louis area female teens. And they have the date when the child is missing. And it's on page four. And there must be about 25 names on each page. And page four is filled. Page five is filled. Page six is filled. Page seven is filled. Page eight is filled. And page 9, 10, and 11 are all filled. I'm just turning to 12. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 12, 13, and 14 are filled. And what they say, they give the name of the person, the age of the person, what city they disappeared from, and the date they disappeared, and their race. Now, the vast majority of them are black. But they're disappearing, and here's the cities, one city after the other. Like in Clayton, which is a um, pretty rich city. Let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. There's 22 individuals who have disappeared. They, they don't know where they are. Uh, Ferguson, Overland, St. Anne. And then there's a number of pages from the St. Louis area. And they have the name of the person and the ages. Like from the St. Louis area, 
Let me just read down uh, kind of a few ages. 22, 16, 16, 17, 10, 15, 30, 17, 17, 21, 18, 16, 14, 15, 20, 17, 18, 17. And these last ones I was reading from University City where we had a uh, parish. So, kind of interesting that you got to be really careful with your children using social media and talking. One of the curses of social media is people become friends with their folks on the computer rather than friends with their neighbors, their families, etc. We We had a little sermon on that. Okay, I think we're ready for another caller. Let's go. Uh, hi, I'm Pastor Baker. Who's this? This is James. James, go ahead. Okay. Well, Pastor Wolf, uh, when he gave me a small catechism many years ago when he used to come on with Pastor Smith Spitz on the uh, Bible study. Yes. He told me that it was the most practical format for daily uh, Christian practice. Would you agree? They just talked about that on the coffee hour. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The, uh, the gentleman uh, that they had on was talking about how it should be read on a kind of a daily basis and because it is so very practical. I don't disagree at all with this. Okay. So is the understanding and the development of morals, civil law, and natural law in the church and in society values clarification and the and the reason why i ask that is if understanding moral civil law and natural law is because i like to find out what insights you can give us or share about the revisions in the new explanation in the small catechism if i recall and i've only looked at that a little bit they actually added material that was not in the older catechism. I think they have some uh, additional items on abortion, homosexuality, and some other areas that the old older catechism did not really deal with. So I don't have a problem because each age the devil tries and attack us in ways that he did not attack us before. Like, for example... I just did a sermon on how social media can be very dangerous if not used appropriately. If used appropriately, it can be very helpful in the church. But uh, look mm-hmm. at all these uh, young people who have disappeared from the St. Louis area just recently. It's over 200 yeah. of them. And that's because yeah. they aren't being watched by their parents or others as they make contact with people who may not be who they truly say they are. So I don't have a problem with a catechism adding um, items to to it that may not have been in the older catechism. Okay. So I, I guess where we were going with the question is I'll ask you this way. What is values clarification and is it useful in the church? Values clarification in my understanding of it, is that ethic that you are with. So I'm with an ethic that doesn't believe in murder and adultery and stealing, etc. But then when you come down to specifics, 
Like there are a lot of people who don't think abortion is murder, where it's very clear from the Bible it is. And so that would be a clarification. I've had a number of adult instruction folks who did not believe in infant baptism. And then we went through the Bible showing how infants were baptized and how the whole world is to be baptized and that it is a process of adoption. And they changed their minds. So in that way, their values were changed on the basis of hearing the Word of God. And that's what the Catechism is all about, to help people change their values to come in sync with God's way of thinking rather than their old Adam's way of thinking. Oh, I really appreciate that, Pastor, because uh, I'm very fond of Pastor Wolf. It's uh, uh, of him giving me that uh, way back and of you bringing... uh, uh, God's no and God's yes to uh, for me to use with my family. It's been one of those very practical practices that we've been able to use and and get clarification and understanding from time to time. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Why? Because well, you I'm didn't mention you didn't mention the time I came to your house and gave you a book. I did. I mentioned when you brought God's no and God's yes. Yeah, I that's right. I said that. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, Pastor it, Wolf, though. That was me. No, no, that that was you. Yeah. Right. I said, Pastor Wolf gave me the catechism. That's right. The small catechism. And you brought me guys knowing guys, yes. And Pastor nicely gave me, was nice enough to give me the large catechism. And so. we all have the same problem. <laughs> we still haven't received a check from you. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're more than willing to give out any of this free items because I tell you, you've come to understand, too, that Lutheran theology has an understanding of reality that is based on Holy Scripture. And that's why there's a need to change people's values, because when it's based on Scripture, then you're in sync with God's way of thinking. Yes, it's given me many proper insights for living over the years, and that's why we're kind of our group is kind of interested in these new explanations, uh, revisions that are being made. Yeah. Now I think I'm trying to remember the coffee hour I think is archived. Uh, so you could listen to today's because that's what they were talking about. The importance uh, of doing Luther's catechism and this sort of thing. I don't know if people understand this, but a number of the programs on KFU are archived. Like you can go and listen to a program I had earlier this week or earlier this month or earlier this year. And it is very, very helpful. Uh, at times, you know, my wife has trouble sleeping, so she turns on one of those programs and goes to sleep right away. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd, I'd like That's to a joke. go back. <laughs> well, I like to. What I was trying to say is, I like to go back and find some of those with uh, Mother Mary and uh, with with Sister Baker on uh, from the days way back. They should put you on an hour again, Pastor. We don't get enough of you. You know, my mother. Second time we've talked about her. She came on board here, but uh, my, my wife won't come on board because. <laughs> All she does is criticize my mispronunciation of words. She's very good at that. (laughs) But I don't want to bring somebody on board who knows more than I do. So that's why you're not going to hear her. (laughs) 
Okay. All right, James. Thanks right. for calling, and I'm glad that we were help you with values uh, clarification. Clarification. Mm. Okay. Have Bye. A good one. Yes. Bye. Yeah, I'll tell you, most of the programs here on KFUO are definitely going to be helpful for you. That that's the purpose we have KFUO, and um, the the reason that. It's also available now over the Internet is we've got people in Asia listening. I have some people recently in Australia who contacted us. So it can be found anywhere. You just go to your computer and you go KFUO.org. And immediately you can start listening to anything live. But because we're a daytime station, you might have to archive the things that are a little later. But no problem at all with any of that. Monday, it says that we are not to judge one another. But we're going to look at a lesson that says we need to be able to judge one another to help those who are sinning. Well, how is that possible? That's going to be on Monday's Law and Gospel. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll look forward to being with you on Monday. God bless. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.